The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to the early line. Live right here on SportsGrid on a Friday morning. I'm Tuffin Walsh joined by Donnie Wrightside, set to make it happen here over the next two hours. DRS, how you feeling? It's Friday, feeling good. It's a football Friday. Dress rehearsal weekend, Kevin, in the NFL. We are so close. You could taste it to week one of NFL action. I'll tell you what, we might not have pure NFL games, but we have monster NFL stories. Deshaun Watson and the NFL reached a settlement on his suspension length and fine 11 games and $5 million. The the agreed upon suspension for Deshaun Watson set to return week 13 in Houston versus the Texans. The NFLPA lost, the NFL lost, the fans of the NFL lost. Nothing good came out of this. A chance for Roger Goodell and the NFL to suspend Deshaun Watson for one full year. Kevin, I'm going to tell you right now, if this came out to be one full year, and we'll cover this a little bit later in the show, the public perception would have been completely flipped from what happened yesterday. It was disgrace all the way around. The press conferences were horrendous and completely tone deaf, and we'll get to the bottom of it shortly. Surprising number. No doubt about it, when you consider where the leverage appeared to be, it looked like it was on the NFL's side of it. To land underneath the initial reported floor for the NFL, which was 12 games and $8 million, again, a very surprising outcome there. The updated odds, though, for the Cleveland Browns have moved maybe in a way you wouldn't have anticipated with this news. We'll get into that, no doubt. We'll also talk about Tom Brady. Tom Brady way right now on what is you know personal time, vacation kind of is how we've seen it here. DRS has been consistent. And there's more to this. The other day, Todd Bowles, non-committal on Tom Brady's return. Now, that from what we've seen here does not mean he is not sure if Tom Brady will ever be back. I read it more so as he does not have the exact date that Tom Brady will be back, but has been in communication with him and is expecting TB12 to be back in business sooner than later. 
which is completely unbelievable because the simple fact is everybody usually is on the same page, particularly in training camp. I think the Tampa Bay Bucks were blindsided when Brady said he needed some time away. So how'd they cover for it? Oh, come on, man. Talked about this in March. It's not a big deal here, even though nobody knew about it until Brady actually left camp. So another easy cover would have been for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kevin, to say, all right, hey, Tom's been out a while. How's it going? Yeah, it's fine. Spoke to Tom today. He's feeling good. He's going to be back on Monday. We're going to work hard and try to win the Super Bowl. Hey, Todd Bowles, when's Tom Brady coming back? I don't know. I haven't heard from the guy. Oh, yeah? Who told you that first? It's not normal for an NFL quarterback to leave midway through training camp at the National Press Playoffs. Ah, it's Tom, man. Don't worry about it. Come on now. DRS worried about it, and it looks like where there's smoke could be fire. We'll see. I don't know how much smoke or fire there is, but there is one aspect of it. I'm very interested to dive into. And again, we've got a lot of time here over these two hours. We'll also talk quickly about the Chicago Bears versus the Seattle Seahawks. Three and a half point dog outright for the Bears. 27 to 11. This game going under the total as we anticipated. And that total, by the way, moved towards the under all day long, but still a lower scoring game than anticipated. Yeah, watching that game, the only thing I could think of is the PA announcer, week one on Monday Night Football, and your starting quarterback, Drew Locke. <laughs> That's what I got out of that game. You have to imagine that game impacting the week one starter status for Geno Smith would only mean it goes in a negative direction. The radio audience is here with us on this Friday morning, making it happen. Kevin Walsh, Donnie, right side of the early line, Sirius XM, Channel 159. The Braves yesterday with a big one. They beat Jacob DeGrom 3-2. to two. By the way, nice little boost on the FanDuel Sportsbook. 15-plus Ks from DeGrom plus Freed. Landed on exactly 15, but a big win for the Braves. Yeah, they scored five runs in the game, which stayed under the total. But good old me took the under three and a half in the first five innings. And a two-run shot ah. in the top of the fifth inning did me in. But a big win there to beat DeGrom when he was pretty much in form. Braves are a good baseball team, man. This could be a fun watch the rest of the summer. Tell you what, though. <laughs> Uh, 3-2 is very low scoring when you compare it to this next game. 21-5. to The Houston Astros beat the Chicago White Sox. They put four different pitchers, kind of, on the mound. The White Sox all allowed four or more earned runs. Hey, Tony, put Angle in the game. That's the only thing I could think of last night where they got absolutely shelled last night. Who yeah. knows what the fans were actually yelling, but the Astros certainly said, we are the dominant team in the American League, and here's what we do. 20-plus runs, that's good stuff. Waking up the bats on that Astros team. Man, 20, it will never not be amazing when you see a team get to the 20s in Major yeah. League Baseball. One team that was in the 20s and nearly the 30s earlier this year was the Toronto Blue Jays against the Red Sox. Now, not quite that big of a scoring performance, but still a solid one. Nine runs to two, the Jays power past the Yanks. Yeah, this is bad. This is bad news. Now, again, it's not going to impact the Yankees winning the division. At least we don't think so at this point. But you wanted to get those good vibes moved on from that Donaldson Grand Slam home run and have it carry over. And the one thing I said yesterday, hey, if you lose 7-6, so be it. Just don't get blown out or go back into your doldrums on offense. Two runs scored by the Yankees. That offense is a problem. Yeah, not right now uh, playing the kind of baseball that this team plays. They're losing a bunch, and they're losing while being favored in nearly all these games. Quick one here, by the way, an additional eighth headline, if you will. Kansas sports betting coming to you. September 1st is the rumored start date. Right. No later than September 8th, which means week one NFL Kansas. You will be in the mix. Awesome stuff to see. Coming up against the break, but when we come back, we talk about the impact of the Sean Watson settlement next here on Sports Grid. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Sean Watson and the NFL reached the yesterday on the length of his suspension and the amount of money that he would be fined. 11 games, $5 million. Right off of the bat, this was a surprise to me. I was anticipating a much harsher ruling on Deshaun Watson. The NFL was pushing for a year plus. Roger Goodell openly talking about why Watson deserved to be suspended for a year. Everything was suggesting that the NFL had the leverage but didn't want to do the federal court thing, so they seemed like they were trying to offer Watson's camp an out. Don't make us go to an extreme. We have to go to another level. Let's find some common ground here. I'm surprised, though, that perhaps the common ground was actually using the initial six-game suspension that Judge Robinson offered up, and perhaps that's how they landed on 11 games. But I expected more games. I also expected more money. The initial report said that the lowest the NFL was willing to go was 12 games and $8 million. And somehow, with leverage on their side, we were underneath both of those numbers. It's hard to view this as not a win for the Sean Watson side of things, Donnie. It is. And the court of public opinion, Kevin, sometimes more important than the actual court of law at this point. If you look around yesterday, social media, watching any network, including us at SportsGrid, was there anybody that came on the air live and said, oh, 11, oh my God. Wow, they went from six to 11. That is incredible. I thought there was a chance that he might get four games with a compromise. Not a single person said that. So if that is the case, because usually you get like a 50-50, too harsh, not harsh enough, I like this, I don't like this. There's not a single person that looked at that 11 game and goes, you know what, that sounds right, it sounds about fair. Now also, taking it to the next level, there are so many ways that you can bury stuff under the carpet and you know move on from things. It's when you show contrition. And I keep on saying this, Kevin, if Deshaun Watson had come out time and time again and said, you know what, at the time, I didn't think I was doing wrong. 
But now I realize the error of my ways. I'm going to pay dearly for it, and I'm going to learn to be a better person on the football field and off the football field, and I accept all responsibility. So yesterday he gets in front of the microphone and go, hey, look, he's got to settle these cases, man. I'm not admitting any guilt here. Like, uh, I'm innocent, and I'm always going to hold myself, but it's up to me and the Browns to move forward from this. It's almost like they didn't learn anything because everybody had the statements ready before Deshaun Watson spoke, and then Deshaun Watson contradicted every single thing those statements from the Browns said, from what he said in the statement, and also from Roger Goodell's side in the NFL. They lost big time on this overall result, Kevin, and I can't help but think, what we're going to talk about in the future. Does it come back? Who's the next? Because it doesn't stop here, right? There is going to be moments where other players in the NFL mess up and go in the front of court of opinion and also the court of law. And let's see how it holds up to this one here. Because I know we were talking yesterday on the radio. Can we do math? You need a calculator now. Deshaun Watson had 25 people accuse him of something. He got 11 games. If you only have one person, does that mean a half a football, quarter of football, or maybe just a light fine here that you can move on? The precedent is set here that the NFL, not too serious about stuff like this. The thing, I think, for the NFL is they were trying to judge this in a vacuum. I'm not sure. Now, I know that when future suspensions are levied, this will be brought up. I'm just assuming the NFL isn't all too worried about that. At this rate, though, Donnie, it is what it is. We've probably spent enough time on this yeah. aspect of it all. It's 11 games. It's $5 million. So now what do we do with the Deshaun Watson movement? Again, this to me, Donnie agrees. I'm sure a lot of you out there watching and listening do as well. This was a win for Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. Yet all of the odds have worked against them. The AFC title odds we talked to you about yesterday from 14 to 1 are now 21 to 1. The North odds from 3 to 1 to plus 370. There though has been no movement on their odds to make the playoffs, which is at plus 100. There is a reason for that. Those odds have been stagnant for a long time now. And that is because the FanDuel Sportsbook has yet to open up the miss playoff market in this realm. If you were to take a look right now at some of the counterparts, teams booked in a similar range, the Titans are right above the Browns at minus 110 to miss the playoffs or minus 110 to make the playoffs, meaning that their miss is at minus 110. The Arizona Cardinals are booked at plus 118 to make it. Their no is minus 140, which means you are looking at a range to miss the postseason between about minus 110 and minus 140 on the Cleveland Browns. Bonnie, their win total right now, the only negative number you can bet on the Browns is eight and a half, Minus 160 to the under. If that market comes available, and I do think at some point it will, to miss the playoffs, it will be gobbled up immediately. I wouldn't be surprised if it starts to approach minus 200. This is fascinating because there's a couple different ways to approach the Cleveland Browns season. It's being optimistic saying, all right, 11 games is going to be out. But the shell of this team outside the quarterback is very good. Offensive line, wide receivers, running backs, defense, pass rush, defensive backs. You get it. And also a decent head coach to go along with it. 
But are you going to be under the guise that once those 11 weeks are up, Kevin, and we did the mocks yesterday, the mock schedule. Let's just quickly go over. Don't put a ton of thought into it. What you think the records would be, both myself and Kevin did yesterday on Moneyline. Four and seven is what I came up with. Same as Kevin here. I actually had an interesting route where they win the first four games and then go on a seven-game losing streak, which, again, isn't probably going to be the case. But at the end of it there, we made a surmise that they're going to be under 500 by the time he gets back. But you say to yourself, all right. He's an MVP caliber player once he gets back. Are we so sure of that now, Kevin? Almost two years that he has not played football, away from the building for months at a time. Like, he's just going to parachute in the Week 12 or week, the week 12 game and play the Houston Texans and be a dominant force out there. I'm not so sure that's going to be the case. So if we're looking at that eight-and-a-half number, I think it ends up right around eight to eight-and-a-half. But having said that, if the Browns are any better, Kevin, than four and seven when he comes back, I think there's a legitimate chance that they can make the playoffs because that means they probably stayed healthy at other key positions and we're just waiting to get some elevated quarterback play. So that's the interesting part, which is great because the FanDuel Sportsbook, you can press that lever when you get to week 12 or 13, what you think their odds are going to be to win the division, what you think the odds are going to be to win the AFC or even possibly a Super Bowl. Right now, I think it's hard to be optimistic on what the Brown season will actually be, but play this out four, five, six, seven weeks in, and you might get a feel for how this Browns team can operate once they do, or what at least we think, get a legitimate quarterback in place. The interesting part is the four games that open up their season. At Carolina, it's pick, home against the Jets, home against the Steelers, and at Atlanta. It is reasonable that they are favorites in all four of these games. Call it a pick, fine, in Carolina. Maybe they'll close as a favorite. Right now, there are a couple of cents pointing towards being an underdog. But if you start a season 4-0, I, without having to double-check this, I am sure the historical trends say you are going to the playoffs, right? I mean, there's, there's only so much you could possibly mess up in the next seven games. Look, it's a tough next seven, no doubt. Baltimore, Buffalo, Tampa, Miami, Cincinnati, there's a lot of good football teams that they will see over those next seven weeks. But how many do you need to win if you were to start 4-0? Two? And you'd be over the moon about a 6-5 and five pass off to Deshaun Watson? However, being 4-0 is a lot more difficult to do than just to say. And the question now is, will they just stick with Jacoby Brissett? I know that Brissett was the plan. They knew what. Here's the thing. The Browns have not been blindsided by this. It's why Watson's contract is what it is. It's why Jacoby Brissett is on this roster in the way that he has been working with the number ones this entire time. But we know the rumors around this team and Jimmy Garoppolo have existed for a while. Does urgency start to kick in? Do the Browns start to try and maneuver on Jimmy Garoppolo? Really tell him, hey, force your way out of there and we'll sign you immediately. We'll continue to follow this situation. But up next, we talk about Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. 
But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The NFL headlines continue here on SportsGrid. Taking a look at this Tom Brady situation. Let me set the stage for you. Tom Brady left the Bucks to go and be away until after this week's preseason action where the Bucks will play the Tennessee Titans. Personal reasons were the initial listing. And quickly, Ian Rappaport was adding to the report that, hey, everything is fine It's about a work-life balance. Tom Brady essentially going to be with his family. A first for the 45-year-old quarterback to miss training camp at this point in the calendar to go spend time at home. But it didn't sound like anything that was catching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers off guard. Talking with Todd Bowles yesterday, he ultimately offered up the, uh, the fact that he was not positive on Tom Brady's return date. Now, he did say he has been in communication with Tom. He knows he's excited for this season, focused for the year. He expects him to be back soon, but he was noncommittal on the return date. It opens things up a little bit more for interpretation. So I'll let you start this off. Donnie, what was your takeaway from the latest on Tom Brady's time away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Let's equate this to another situation that we saw this offseason and still playing it itself out right now for the Baltimore Ravens. All along, for as ever long as Lamar Jackson was with the Ravens, it's all been, you know, apple pie and ice cream. Man, we love him. He loves us. The fans are great. We're going to win football games. We're going to win Super Bowls. I'm an MVP quarterback. Yeah, I'll get paid, but don't worry about it at this point now. So offseason after offseason, everything's fine. Franchise tag. Are you negotiating? Everything will take care of itself. If you remember, Kevin, one of the OTAs, John Harbaugh stepped up to the podium, which is usually glowing praise for Lamar Jackson. Simple question. Hey, Lamar Jackson's not here at camp. Like, does this mean like contract or what it is? Typically, this, no, no, no. Even if it was an excuse. Yeah, no, he's fine. I'm just going to take care of some things with his family. We expect him back on the field here shortly. Harbaugh answered that question. Like, I don't know. Ask him. Whoa, where there's smoke, there's fire. And what do we see right now? Basically, two weeks before the season starts. Lamar Jackson wants his money. If he doesn't get his money, he's going to cut off communication. And that, in turn, says, uh uh-oh, 2022 might be a little bit up in the air. The reason I bring that up and talk about Tom Brady is all along, right, even if you're covering for your player and lying, you still have that public face to put on. Wait, wait, wait. Tom Brady's going to be gone for like 10 days. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
we, we, what are you kidding me? We've been talking about this for months here. We just didn't let you guys in on it. Everything's perfect. Look, Tom's going to take a vacation like so many other players do during training camp, which nobody ever does that. But we were led to believe it's Tom. Don't worry about it, national media. Hold this water for us because this is going to be fine. And yesterday, if things even were on the slightest up and up, you would have got an answer from Todd Bowles, spoke to Tom, even if you didn't, everything's great. He's energized. He told me he can't wait to get back to the organization and the team next week, even if you didn't know if he was coming back. But the simple fact is you get up in front of that podium and they ask you an easy question. Hey, what's going on with Tom? I don't know. I don't even know when he's coming back. That says where there's smoke, there is fire. And Kevin, also, take it back to the offseason, right? Tom Brady retired. We didn't know if he wanted to or not. Tom Brady had his dream scenario. I'm going to retire, be part owner of the Miami Dolphins, then reemerge as a quarterback for the Dolphins and also bring Sean Payton along with me. Oh, my God, I'm so excited to rejuvenate my career. Boot kibosh. Yeah, welcome back to Tampa Bay. Does he really want to be in Tampa Bay? And also, for all the people out there, which I could take a victory lap today, which might end Monday morning when Tom Brady returns back and says, you guys are idiots. It was always going to be this way. I understand that. But Friday, let me have my piece here. I don't know why the national media didn't press harder on this issue because this isn't something everybody does. The best football player of all time skipping out in training camp for a week and a half was met with, yeah, that makes some sense when it makes Kevin zero sense. It was surprising to initially see. However, somebody somewhere owes someone an apology because here is what Todd Bowles said yesterday when asked about Tom Brady's return. We'll see. We'll talk about it next week. Not concerned about it right now. We're trying to practice against Tennessee and play a game. I said sometime after Tennessee. There's no definitive date for me, but we'll check on it. We'll keep in touch. And we'll find out. Here's my point. Everybody, I think, kind of ran with, oh, he'll be back the day after the game or the Monday after the game. Where Todd Bowles is saying, I didn't say that. And I do think that Todd Bowles is, I'm just trying to get ready for the Tennessee thing. And when Tom is back, we'll handle it here. So, honestly, I still do not think there's any credence to Donnie's hinting that Tom Brady is going to retire and not play for the Tampa Bay Bucks this year. I do not think there is any world, any, where the Bucs are totally caught off guard by Tom Brady's absence here. I think this was planned a long, long, long time ago. Here is what I can offer up some credence to, though. The idea that it's a little bit frustrating for some of the people around the Bucs that Tom is just gone. I don't think Todd Bowles wants to be talking about that. I think that's made evident here by the tone of this all, right? It does seem that it's a little frustrating that your superstar quarterback is not with the team during what is, by the way, often considered the most important week of the preseason because nobody plays week three of the preseason, whether Tom was going to play or not. Maybe a Mike Evans is a little peeved by it. Maybe Julio Jones. And you're wow, who's Julio? Julio just got there. And probably wants to make sure that everything's buttoned up, tight, night, you know, nice, ready to go. Get that chemistry down. He's not there. So ultimately, is there a DRS victory lap coming here on a Tom Brady retirement? No. Does Donnie have no idea how vacation works? Clearly. But could you potentially sell me on the idea that this is something the Bucks would certainly tell you, yeah, we wish didn't happen? Yeah, I could believe that. 
Now, also, when you take a look at Tom Brady, right, sitting out, maybe he is juggling that, you know, family life and pro-life, and this is the new Tom Brady. If you want me back, I need some time off. But I don't know anybody out there, Kevin, that signs a contract like Tom Brady has or anybody else in the media market that looks at their contract and says, you know what, I got three weeks vacation. Let me make sure I use all these three weeks vacation up here. And if there's anybody out there that's taking vacation and running it right down to the last day as an employer, the Tampa Bay Bucks or anybody else, I question that employee's integrity towards the organization here, Kevin. I do. And again, we all know that just DRS has no handle on how vacation works. But again, ultimately to me, we are expecting Tom Brady to be back and everything to be fine. So answer me this, though, right, Donnie? Truthfully, because mm-hmm. you want everybody to be talking about this a lot more. Yes. What do. do you think is going to happen here? Are you concerned about his week one status? Should people be betting the Dallas Cowboys? Do you think he's going to miss a number of games and we should be going under an 11.5 win total? Swing for the fences on miss the playoffs for the Bucs here? What do you want to do? Uh, I'm in the 10% range now that says there is real fire behind the smoke right now. So 90% oh of me still thinks that can Tom Brady actually come back to the Buccaneers this year after retiring and saying he wanted to be a Miami Dolphin? And he's probably clearly upset because once you get your eyes focused on something and you want it, you don't get it. There is a little bit of that melancholy era that you're going to have, which you might be going through now. You just got to reevaluate a couple things. But can you imagine if Tom Brady came back to camp? Todd Bowles is the head coach. You know, they moved on from Bruce Arians. And in the middle of camp, he goes, you know what, I'm out. Like, can you, I can't even imagine, like, how that would play out on the legacy of Tom Brady. Would it be like, oh, yeah, you just had enough, and that's what it is. No, you have enough when you retire in January, February, and March, and you let the team move on. Because this team is a Super Bowl-built team if Tom Brady plays, is healthy, and plays well. If Tom Brady doesn't show up again for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, do they win nine games? Now, again, they're talented across the board, but you're telling me we're heading into the season with Kyle Trask, Ryan Griffin, and Blaine Gabbert? That's a seven-win football team. Put Tom Brady in there, they're challenging for a Super Bowl. So in my mindset, it would be incredible if Tom Brady just did not come back to the Buccaneers. Interesting. So you want us all to run around wild and suggest yeah, he's not coming back. Don't worry about it. But you're at, a, a, you're at a 10% yeah. that that's yeah, actually what's going to happen. Yeah. Like you couldn't even lie and say that it. it's 50-50. No. Incre- inc- 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 incredible. Incredible. It's incredible. Truly. It, I, I guess so. Uh, I did just notice there's actually a headline I accidentally skipped over. Maybe that's yeah. because in my heart, I knew this shouldn't be a story. Uh. But some reporting from the Athletic around the Carolina Panthers quarterback battle. The report from Jeff Howe and Joseph Pearson that Baker Mayfield is expected to be named the Panthers week one starter. So I guess here's the question. Do you think that tonight's game against the New England Patriots is going to impact this race? Is this going to be something that post-game press conferences, they'll confirm Baker is going to start against Cleveland here? What's the new timeline for them letting everybody know, even though we already know, that Baker is going to be the guy? If anybody knows how football works, Kevin, right? And the NFL coaches will tell you this right now. The game itself, the preseason games, are absolutely meaningless. They get all of their stuff done, whether it's joint practices or just in their individual periods where these players are graded out. It's all bonus and fluff once you actually get to the preseason games. So outside of injury to Baker Mayfield and also an 0-for-9 performance with five interceptions, he's going to be the starting quarterback. I believe their mind was made up, A, when they made the trade, and B, just watching for about two weeks gone, yeah, Baker's way more talented than Sam Darnold is. 
all in all, it did not need to be a battle. You wanted to add a little incentive. You bizarrely were focused on offering up a Sam Darnold chance or a little bit of respect. Fine. But we knew Baker was going to be the guy, especially with the week one game against the Cleveland Browns. That's Baker's game. It's Baker's Super Bowl, if we're honest there. And it does set up for quite an intriguing matchup. We'll sneak in quickly the Seahawks-Bears game for you on the other side of this. And then we've got some big-time Major League Baseball headlines to get to a huge win for the Braves and maybe a disaster for the San Diego Padres. We'll discuss it all next right here on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Back right here on Sportsbook before we get to baseball. Just quickly, last night's game between the Bears and the Seahawks here. Talked about and under-talked about the opportunity maybe for some lower-scoring games during week two of the preseason just because it's relative and the totals were coming up. However, this was still close, and certainly if you would have said, hey, the Bears scored 27, I would have said, all right, pull it on back now. Uh, That might be the danger territory that you're entering. But the Seahawks only scored 11 and shut out in the first half. Geno Smith, 10 of 18 for 112 yards. Where are you right now in terms of factoring this game in to the Seahawks quarterback battle? Now, here's the interesting part, because so many times we see a guy that tests positive for COVID, young, healthy in the NFL, no symptoms, back after five days, I'm ready to rock, coach, watched all the film, I sat it on the Skypes, and I really didn't miss all that much outside of my practice time. But I do think there was a report coming out from Pete Carroll that said he's still under the weather from COVID, which means he is having symptoms, which is going to have an effect. So he's probably not going to be back in the building right away. 
Could this be just a de facto, like, Gino's been here the whole time healthy? And also, you have to remember, like, Gino Smith didn't just come in a few weeks ago and try to learn the system as Drew Locke came over in the offseason, the Russell Wilson trade. So he's been in there a little bit longer. I think this hurts Drew Locke, not because I don't think Drew Locke should be the starter in week one. I just think from a practice perspective and getting ready for the game where Drew Locke is probably the better quarterback in the quarterback room. But if he's not coming back, let's just say like tomorrow or the next day to practice and be healthy, I think it might be Geno Smith's spot here for the opening game. Justin Fields played one drive. Geno Smith played the entire first half. Now, I know the Seahawks quarterback situation was not great going into the game because whatever was not played by Geno was going to have to be played by Jacob Eason. But Geno Smith having to go out there and put up a full half of football while Drew Locke was not going to play, I do not think suggests that Seattle is sold on Geno Smith. I think this week of practice is going to matter a ton. I think there's a world that they're still playing Geno Smith and Drew Locke week number three of the preseason trying to figure out who their quarterback is. I do agree that if Drew Locke was out there, it would have really helped him. But I'm not sure he lost as much ground as we would have thought based on the way Bears-Seahawks played out. We move it over to Major League Baseball. We start this off with Max Freed up against Jacob DeGrom here. Low-scoring action as you would have anticipated. It was a 3-2 final. There's a couple of ways that you could really take this game, right? The Braves taking three out of four, still in the race here for the NL East. The fact that they beat Jacob DeGrom has to feel fantastic. But here is, for me, what jumped off of the page. Jacob DeGrom is on the mound, Donnie. Two outs in the seventh inning. A could have maybe play been made at third base, maybe not. Okay, fine. Grissom gets an infield mm-hmm. single. With zero hesitation, Buck Showalter flies up to the mound and pulls Jacob DeGrom on 95 pitches through six and two-thirds. Here is the question that I have, because it's more than anything definitive. Did he pull Jacob DeGrom because he thought that was the right thing to do? Or is he still treating Jacob DeGrom with kid gloves? Because if it's the latter, then I don't care. Because when we get to the postseason, Jacob DeGrom not only finishes that inning, but heck, they might send him back out there next inning with 100 pitches already on the arm. But if Buck Showalter legitimately thought that they were better off putting the ball in Seth Lugo's hand than Jacob DeGrom's, despite the fact that Buck Showalter could already be handed NL Manager of the Year, well, then that's a little bit more concerning to me. I think you have to take a look and say the main goal for the Mets is to win baseball games, yes, but get to the playoffs, of course, but have Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom healthy. Now, anybody that's ever watched Major League Baseball, if they've ever played Major League Baseball, you know the golden rule, Kevin. You throw 99 pitches, you're fresh for your next start. You throw 100, you might be looking at an IL stint where you have shoulder you know, issues here and you can't make it through because the difference between 99 pitches and 100 pitches or 95 pitches, like, oh, no, if he faces another batter, Kevin, he might throw five pitches and get that 100 mark, and then we have to burn another start. It's amazing how it comes down to that, where we don't factor in warm-up pitches, you know, between-inning pitches, you know, long-toss pitches before the game. But it's only about that 95 pitches during a Major League Baseball outing. I'm not all that worried. And even though you make the move there and the Mets lose the game, the key ingredient here is how does Jacob the ground field the next day? And as long as he's still staying healthy, you're stretching him out for that playoff run. Because we know once you get to October, 
Jacob DeGrom is going to throw 115-plus pitches. If that game is close, they're in the lead or slightly behind. The secondary take here, and I guess, look, if it's, again, one of those things, look, we're trying to be cautious with DeGrom that it should be fine, but at what point do you let him rip it and it's full go? Because that is a necessary thing. The other thing from this is just how talented and young the Atlanta Braves are, right? Like, who's out there securing the winning runs? Grissom and Harris, who are batting in the seven and eight hole, respectively. Outrageous speed on the base pass from Grissom to go from first to home on that play. 21 years old, Michael Harris, the double, 21 years old, already paid Michael Harris. I am assuming we're going to see some ridiculous 15-year Grissom contract come in where he'll be making $9 million a season, but somehow the Braves get him to agree to it. A super talented organization that I'm not looking past. They could win the NL East. It's just that's not where my mind is at when we talk about the long-term prospects of the New York Mets. The Padres yesterday had what should have been an easy victory served up on a silver platter. It was your best in you Darvish against Anibal Sanchez. You Darvish gave you eight and a third, five hits, three earned runs. Now, maybe you would have wanted a little better against the Nationals. Anibal Sanchez, five innings of one-run baseball. That cannot be, DRS. That cannot be. Yeah, the handicap yesterday for me was, I'm not going to lay the minus 400 or so price on the Padres, even though I think they win and probably win easy. And if they do win, that means they're going to score some runs because it's Anibal Sanchez. It's not Max Scherzer in the past. It's not a Patrick Corbin who was much better three years ago or even a Steven Strasburg at that point. It was Anibal Sanchez, whose only job is to say, hey, can you give us five? I don't care if you give up 20 runs. Can you give us five innings so we don't stress out our bullpen and we can just limp towards the regular season finale in late September? He was sensational last night, and I get it. It is a pitcher's ballpark, but I woke up this morning fully expecting to win this team total, which was over five, juiced around that minus 115 range. It's like, you know, if they score five-plus runs over the first five innings, I don't have to worry about this. So I wake up and see, and there's a couple updates on my phone. Like, oh, good, probably Machado. Oh, yeah, Machado hit a home run early. Yeah, that's one. How many more runs did they get? None. A solo home run, and even late in that game, too. Juan Soto came up, bases juiced and two outs. And ended up striking out in a big-time situation. Game. I believe it was still one to one at that time. Now, also, Kevin, later in that baseball game, forget about the Padres not hitting or winning this game, something is lurking here where maybe you were on to something at the trade deadline moving on from Hader. Mm. Gives up the runs in the ninth inning when it used to be, hey, Donnie, do you want to bet against the Brewers? Nope, because Hader is untouchable. Now, all of a sudden, he's a batting practice pitcher, Kevin. Well, the thing is, Hader doesn't leave here with any of the damage going his way. I understand that maybe you would have wanted him to work you out of a jam, but the way this went was you Darvish gives up a single, gets it out, you Darvish gives up a single. So Hader comes in and like every closer in the world, who if they do not come into the perfect scenario, their brain falls apart, hits a guy, walks a guy, sack fly, it's 3-1. He walked in, you know, He yes, did Josh Hader walk in the go-ahead run? Yeah. But ultimately, was that's not his run. Did he hit a guy to go on base? Yeah. Sack fly. But those were not his runs. So I know that we're kind of waiting for the Josh Hader nightmare. The Padre fans were booing him. I got you. But I don't, again, view this as a, for me at least, maybe I'm, maybe I'm being soft on Josh Hader. 
this isn't a Josh Hader story for me. If you Again, Don, if I told you yesterday, hey, the Nationals are going to score three, the only thing you might do differently instead of betting the Padres team total over is just bet the game over the number, right? There's no world they're coming away with one run up against this team. Soto hitless. Machado ultimately did go deep for those that bet the two-plus bags. But just not a lot here. They got three hits in a game started by Anibal Sanchez. That's the takeaway for me. Man, talk about one team that's not struggle to hit, though. The Houston Astros, 25 of them yesterday. 21 runs scored against the Chicago White Sox. Just lit this team up. Here's the thing, though. Maybe I don't want to give the Astros credit, but I promise you that's not why. I'm, I'm going over to the White Sox side of this. This is why I can't get in on the White Sox. I understand that they had the preseason expectations, but, Donnie, that included things like Lucas Giolito being a near-ace-level pitcher. Respectfully, at the moment, Lucas Giolito stinks. His ERA is above a 5. This is what's been going on for the White Sox all season long. So I don't know why I am supposed to assume that out of nowhere, Giolito will flip it around, Lance Lynn will flip it around, your boy, your boy Michael Kopech is going to flip it around, mm. whose underlying numbers are a lot worse than what the surface says. I mean, at what point does this, does this team start throwing Vince Velasquez on a regular basis? I'm just... I cannot get in on the White Sox for stuff like this. And also, we talk about, like, flipping it around, right? How about we flip it over to the Houston Astros? Now, some of us might look at that Astros line and say, boy, should have went after Wilson Contreras or somebody else that was really going to prop up your catching spot. They go out and get Christian Vasquez. How about last night, microcosm of what to anticipate, Kevin? In the eight hole, four of six at the plate. Now hitting 289 on the season. That was an automatic out in that spot for a catcher. Now you're looking at a guy that can do damage. Now, they did get 25 hits overall in that game, and three guys actually went four of six yesterday. Two other guys had three knocks, which was Gurriel and also McCormick. If we're getting back to an Astros lineup that doesn't have automatic outs come September, they're going to be a real issue through September and October. And maybe one of those that we look at to say, a little bit under the radar on Vasquez. But if you're getting a legitimate player that's close to hitting 300 from a guy that barely could hit foul balls in Maldonado, that is a massive upgrade. And maybe we're not paying attention enough to the Astros and their 77 wins as one of those teams. Or, ah, We'll see. They're out of the limelight. They already won the division. They're not as impressive lineup-wise as what we thought over the past couple of years. Maybe not the case. I just think it's interesting, right, for – this team, like, Giolito clearly doesn't have it, and you go to Vince Velasquez as, like, a, I don't know. But are you steadying the ship there, or are you punting the game? We're, we're down 7 nothing. This doesn't matter, right? Is, what is kind of the, the MO in that regard? Josh Harrison came in, and inning of work, six hits, four earned runs. I, I actually have to give the Astros credit for that because we've seen plenty Vinny of teams was not there, able. Uh, yeah, no, I know. There's, there's plenty of teams, though, that do not take advantage of those position players. There's a couple of other stories that we'll get to. Probably going to focus on the Cardinals as they continue to get the job done. So I'll just quickly say, tough loss yesterday for the Baltimore Orioles. Makeup game with the Chicago Cubs. You're above minus 160 on the money line there. 
you lose it 3-2. Look, you're not going to win every baseball game you play, but if you're the Orioles and you're having your way, it feels like with the Toronto Blue Jays, you probably want to be able to handle your business against a team like the Chicago Cubs. Now, we probably should also mention the New York Yankees as well. So that's what we'll do. We'll get to you a little bit of the Yankees, a little bit of the Cardinals, and then hour two, we're hitting the ground running. We're previewing games right off for the bat. So you keep it here. You're in the right spot. It's the early line on Sports Group. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. All right, let's hit the ground running here quickly. The New York Yankees, it's a nightmare right now. The opportunity to build momentum was there. A massive win, a walk-off grand slam by Josh Donaldson. They cannot get the job done. And here is part of the reason why. Frankie Montas was a fine addition, far from an ace. The Yankees' big pitching acquisition is going to be the third man in their rotation. The Yankees have made sure to hold on all of these prospects here. Now, again... Did you want to go over the top for Louis Castillo? Is that the difference between a World Series or not? I'm not so sure. But the Yankees have been continuing to sell their fans a bill of goods that these guys are going to be megastars. I'll tell you what, man. They better be. They better be. Because a baseball team that looked World Series bound was a World Series favorite, by the way, is now just continuing to stumble. And you didn't improve this lineup or improve this staff enough, but you brought in Frankie Montas, six solid innings, Six earned runs. That does not put you in a position to win, no matter how much this offense is struggling. Donnie, you can touch on that, or you can also talk about a run line call you made yesterday that was about as easy as it gets. Yeah. You lay a run and a half, you think, ah, probably all game long, and have to think about this. 3 nothing at the end of one. 5 nothing at the end of two. 10 nothing after an Albert Pujols pinch hit grand slam at the end of three. Cardinals handling their business. Yeah, the only surprise with the Cardinals, Kevin, not getting to 15 runs themselves yesterday as we closed out money line. I thought that would have been a legitimate play, but they sort of put their 
feet on the brake pad as opposed to the gas pedal, but who can blame them from already being up double digits? But let's touch quickly on those New York Yankees, Kevin, because it's not so much like I know Montas got blown away. Six innings, eight hits, six earned runs. You can't have that. That's ridiculous. And you should be hitting Barrios in a game where he has got an ERA of around six and he goes six and two thirds, one earned run at that point. But here's the issue, Kevin, for the New York Yankees. It's Rizzo, Donaldson, Benatendi, Torres, Cabrera, Trevino, and Florio as your final seven batters six batters in the lineup that's unacceptable i mean 222 223 you might think oh benetani 301 he bet like 320 something when he showed up to the bronx 246 250 yeah no it's bad it's bad it's got to be fixed john carlos stanton for mvp anybody baseball previews coming up next reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.